Today's Movie Lovers Unite podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We decided to partner up with BetterHelp because we know that therapy can help save lives, as well as help mental health, and and BetterHelp will help you find the right therapist for you without waiting in a doctor's office. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in, in relationships or at work not dealing with the, well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapies is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Movie Lovers Unite. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash www.betterhelp.com forward slash movie lovers unite. That's betterhelp.com slash movie lovers unite and get your 10% off today. Today's Movie Lovers Unite podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We decided to partner up with BetterHelp because we know that therapy can help save lives, as well as help mental health, and and BetterHelp will help you find the right therapist for you without waiting in a doctor's office. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in, in relationships or at work not dealing with the, well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, I have my good friend Quentin Bennett with me tonight. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is Quentin Bennett. I'm the creator of Severe Comics. And tonight, we're actually reviewing a very classic animated movie, The Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim is my all-time favorite movie whenever you look at the old 80s drawing styles and stuff like that and the storytelling of The Secret of Nim movie. Uh, another thing, too, is this movie came out on July 2nd, 1982, and the budget was, was set for $7 million, and it made $14.7 million at that time. That's actually pretty good chunk change for back then for an animated style, style movie that wasn't connected in with Disney or anything like that. So that was pretty awesome. And plus, also, too, United Artists was actually the ones who winded up 
funding this movie as well. But the plot line is very simple. It's Mrs. Brasby. She's a widow-filled mouse that lives in a cinder block with her uh, children. And basically what winds up happening is this. There's this farmer that's about to do his plowing, and that causes her to have to move. But the other problem is her kid actually has pneumonia. So therefore, she has to try and find a way to move her house without having to move her son away from her house and everything so, because he's on the verge of dying. So this movie is very dark for its time and everything, especially when you look at the storytelling for this and everything too, because I grew up with um, animated stuff, with this kind of animation and stuff like that. But for a kid's movie, this is very dark. I learned about pneumonia at age five for crying out loud. So, you know, I don't know what it is or anything like that. Our parents had very dark humor, I guess, and wanted to torment <laughs> us when we were little. But still, that's what I learned. But what did you think about this movie, though? Uh, to be honest, I, I completely appreciate this movie because it it don't treat the kids' audience like a bunch of idiots. We, we, we do understand the concept of, of dying at a young age. At least I did it. And plus, exactly. Don, Don Bluth always say, "Say you can make the make the the movie or story as dark as you can, but as long as you give it a happy ending." Exactly. As long as you give it a happy ending and everything, and have yeah. something to where you can learn from it. Yeah. You know those dark. There, you have to have some lightness in the darkness, and yeah. sometimes darkness shows you the light. I'm quoting Disturbed, but <laughs> but anyways, um. Yeah, I definitely have to say Don DeLuise as um <laughs> as the crow was one of my favorite things. He played Jeremy. Um <laughs> yeah. my favorite my favorite thing is this. I like one of the quotes he goes, "I think I have a real potential." I mean, girls go for the uh, athletic type, don't they? <laughs> That's actually my favorite <laughs> quote in that whole entire thing. Because I I find his character very entertaining and not only that, but he's also afraid of a cat that lives in this farm named Dragon as well. Who names and, a cat Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was big. I mean, you know, I know from, he was big and everything, but but it was like it's like naming your cat Lucifer from Cinderella. <laughs> it's just funny to me. That's true. But Lucifer, what, to be honest with you, <laughs> Lucifer was more of a threat than Dragon. Dragon was you know, just lazy. You know, who named, you know who named that cat and that boy in that movie? That little oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> you don't know where that, where that name came from. <laughs> that little, that little boy. But you know what, though? Um, behind all that and everything, too, when you actually see her, she visits Mr. Ages, a friend of her late husband, Jonathan, who's diagnosed with the illness as pneumonia, provides Brisby with medicine and warns her that Timothy must yeah. stay inside for at least three weeks or he will die. On her way home, Brisby befriends Jeremy, a clumsy but friendly crow. <laughs> they both narrowly escape from the Fitzbins cat dragon the next day I was, I was always always in the animation done and and the scene scene you like see see the emotion of miss frisbee when she meets jeremy like the like the like you just see her eyes rolling like 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, how much more time do I have to spend with the stupid crow, right? Like, she's very irritated and everything but with Jeremy. Tried, but, he, but bless her soul, she tries to be so nice to him. <laughs> exactly. And plus, he's, she's also trying to get him out of that trap when we first see him. Yeah. And everything, and he's over there wiggling and everything else. And he just, there's a cat that's going to be coming to eat me and everything. I need to get out of here. I started thinking to myself, you're a crow. You're bigger. Than, you know what I mean? You're going, you're going to wake up. You're going, you're going to Lord Dragon here. He's like, who's Dragon? <laughs> he's like, he exactly. Say, he's like, so does he, does he see? He's like, no. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, and then all of a sudden he goes, if I was allergic to a cat, I wouldn't, eh, eh. and then he's, then all of a sudden he sneezes out of the blue and sneezes yeah. right into Dragon's face, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, this was something that I have to say, though. I feel like Jeremy's the light of this whole entire thing behind that darkness that um, that she has to face, you know? I feel like Mrs. Brasby needs that little bit of lightness, and Jeremy actually brings that lightness out and everything even though she's getting annoyed with Jeremy but still you know you could definitely tell that she's actually she actually needs Jeremy to be honest yeah. with you and Jeremy needs her just as much as she needs him so I definitely like that aspect to it where you actually have two characters who are on the opposite realm he's a crow she's a mouse and you realize hey they both need each other to be able to uh, help move her out of that neighborhood before that before the farmer winds up uh, cutting through her home. So I love that aspect to it. Yeah, it was a great aspect. This, this whole story was was well played out and perfectly paced as well. Don Blue pretty much know what he was doing. Was a lot of, was, was, uh, I always find it fascinating that Disney turned this story down. I don't know why they turned it down, though, man. I mean, I think, was... I think they, you know, they were having a hard time at the time. <laughs> hard time at the time. <laughs> well, don't forget, though, too. I think they were also trying to find their marker at that time, though, too, yeah, because they were doing, was... if you think about it, Disney wasn't known to do dark properties that much or anything like that. This is a very dark property to the this point is, where they would probably... That... Don Blue was working with them with Disney in the seventies, and that's when Walt Disney, though after Walt Disney passed away, so Disney was in a was in a deep loss, I believe. That and, that has a lot to do with it, to be honest with because, you, because they, because Disney was pretty much was was leading them through this whole this whole thing, and and he passed, got sick, and passed away, and they. They just don't know what to do when it, when it comes to animation projects. Right. And they don't know if this film would actually gravitate towards a younger crowd, like kids or anything like that, because of how dark it is. And uh, Don Bluth was, like, calling them out about it, you know, because they was just doing recycle animation. To cut the, because you've seen it, if you remember, like, uh, like the rest of Cats, Robin Hood. And right. So, and so other you realize that it's, like, this just like copy paste animation. Right. It was pretty much copy and paste animation kind of style. And it's yeah. also 
same repetitive stuff that Disney has shown over the years to the point where they knew that they, if they keep on repeating the process, it will still make money no matter what. They were just afraid to go outside of the warehouse and everything and yeah. try something new and everything and, uh, because they're afraid of, because I, here's the thing. I think it was afraid of the reception that parents would actually bring their kids to see something like this. And the critics as well, because this is a if it was a Disney property, I have a feeling that there would have been some backlash with it. But it could that be time. that. It could be that, or or they just know that they they were pretty much the only the only group of people that that does animation itself, and they feel like they don't have to, you know, do much anymore to to you know to prove themselves. True. Especially when, especially Walt Disney got him so far with animation, and Don Blue was saying, "Dude, you can do so much more. We can do so much more," and they just like, like, like push him to the side and say, "No, we're good. We we know what we're doing now." Exactly, and you know, I think that this movie would have made money. To be honest with you, it is. stuff like that. You know, Disney, because Disney, like missed out on this one in the mind. They did. They definitely did. And also, too, um, I have to say the other thing that I have to say is this: I love the Legend of the Great Owl as well, <laughs> because nobody's seen the Great Owl by Mrs. Grasby, yeah. right? Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, she's lying or whatever. No, no one's have seen the Great Owl, and the Great Owl is just telling her where she needs to go to where some she can seek help to find yeah, it. I just love that the scene of the Great Owl. It was put, it was very well done. You know, to, to a human perspective of a, oh, an owl. Yeah, yeah, his facial features, which is like, ooh, it's an owl. That's awesome. But to a <laughs> mouse point of view, it's a terrifying sight to behold. Most definitely, man. Because to a mouse, that thing is massive. And size and everything else, and also too, even the spider spider part was even scary too. Yeah. If you think about it, when she went to saw the slowly calling. And here's the thing: I'm a huge rapnophobia person, <laughs> where I can't stand spiders. And to see that, see in that massive size, and the and the perspective of the mouse is that much scarier to me. And everything too, which is what I like. I like the fact that they showed it into the mouse mice. Well, the mouse perspective. Yeah, and everything you know that's that something owl, that I really like with the animation style. The owl was very well well designed. Others love that design of the owl. The owl the, was great. The big the, old huge eyes and everything, it, and the lighting. You see the webs on him. It's very detailed. I love yeah. the artwork with it. To be honest voice, with you, and the voice that go with it was 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 like like mysterious and and majestic at the same time. True. Um, let's see here. Then we also have another thing too that I have in my notes where Brasby uh, enters the rose bush and encounters an aggressive guard that's named uh, <laughs> Brutus who chases her away. She is led by back in ages and is amazed <laughs> to see the rats use of electricity and technology. I that is something that, that amazes me though, to be honest with you, that the rats knows how to do electricity and runs electricity and has this big old huge well, type of wasn't, mansion. It wasn't, it wasn't that they know how to run electricity. They were stealing it from the farm. Right. But well, borrowing from the farm. But, but <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we're just 
stick with their terms. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to them, they to me, this is the way I was looking at it, though. Yeah. From the rat's perspective, though, they were running it, and they weren't realizing that they were stealing. They were yeah. just running off of something that is, te is technology. It's something that they probably haven't even thought about inventing until recently or anything like that. So they decided to steal the technology over from the farm, which is the electricity that helps keeps everything running. I hate to yeah. see that power bill, to be honest with you. <laughs> that scene, the scene someone, someone the whole rat's hideout was, was beautiful. Yeah. It's I, like, I, you let you feel like you're in a different world when you see that. And I had to give the Don Bluth Don Bluth's crew a big clap on that one right there. That, that was well done on that designing. The design was awesome, man. I mean, it, it reminds me of a huge mansion that they're staying at. It was like staying at the Rich Carlton or something. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like nothing that you've seen before. It makes Mrs. Basby, Basby's house look like projects kind of <laughs> living. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, but Brasby knows that she, she can seek help from them because of the fact that they have this technology that can help move this house out of that area. So therefore she needs them. But she has to persuade them into uh, into that too, and also too, she has to try and get the rest to trust her. So yeah, yeah she's, she's also an outsider. Yeah, well, not only that, but you wanted to see they were like wanted to Justin. Oh so, yeah, that, that's an awesome way. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that, and that, that, he's like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, he's just the friendly captain of the. He's the friendly captain of the guard. Yeah, and everything. While Jenner is a rootless, power-hungry rat opposed to Nicodemus, and finally Nicodemus himself. Yeah, he uh, doesn't look evil at all. <laughs> I mean, if you okay, let me ask you something. You see a you see a rat that has like this king's kind of outfit on. You know what I'm talking about? Like this Napoleon style. Uh, outfit on, right? What makes you think that you can trust that person? It's like, okay, all these other rats are not having the same kind of outfits that you have on. Well, it's not only that. But, only that but when someone comes up to you looking like this, <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> like, back away. <laughs> right. Let's just do a, uh, you know what? Let's just do our social distancing, buddy, okay? <laughs> because seriously, if I had a, if I went up to this person and all of a sudden he goes, hey, I can help you. I'm like, okay, dude, you need to relax a little bit. Oh, you got some shot there. <laughs> right, exactly. I know one thing. I wouldn't want to be trusting uh, this rat or anything like that because, like I said, the way he dresses, the way he carries himself, there's no way that I would actually trust uh, someone in that nature to try and help me move my sick son out of the house and everything. I found Scar more trustworthy than that's You know what? That's actually a good reference because that's actually what I was thinking too. This ha He's a very Scar... He, he reminds me of Tony Montana in a sense. Uh, yeah. He wants power. He wants the money. He wants it all. So in order for him to get it all, he has to kill Nicodemus. Yeah. Just like how um Scarface had to kill uh Frank to get the money and power and then get the woman. <laughs> Speaking of Nicodemus, I just love how that door opened and there's such a big glow. 
That's true. I, I definitely love I, that. I want my I want my daughter to do that whenever, <laughs> especially the bathroom. <laughs> oh good God! Just open up. Oh. <laughs> Enter. Enter. But okay. just don't just whatever you do, just don't get in. Um, get one of the guys though. Either don't get, get don't get the main uh, rat. That's all I have to say. <laughs> But, like I said, Jenner's a ruthless, power-hungry opposed to Nicodemus, and finally Nicodemus himself. From Nicodemus, she learns that many years ago, her husband, along with the rats and ages, were a part of a series of experiments of the National Institute, Institute of Mental Health. And that's something I found interesting, because next yeah. month is actually mental health, which is also why I have the sponsor for Better Help. Yeah. But, you know, at age five, I was learning about mental health. And I had no idea that I was learning about mental health. There was a lot of stuff to that. Yeah. You learn about animal abuse. You learn about physical abuse. You learn, it. you learn all kinds of stuff right there. Exactly. You learn about uh, elderly abuse pretty much. You know, yeah, I kind of went dark. Well, I kind of like how, how it went because, because it's so... To, so that the rats and and the two, my Mister Frisbee, Mister Frisbee and and ages are pretty much who was long live have long longevity. Right. Let me ask you something. Did you like? like, like a bunch of wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick. Did you like the fact that they actually brought her husband into the into the picture about what actually happened to him? Yeah. Because I. Because I like that mystery of not knowing what happened to him, and then all of a sudden she's just shocked, just as shocked as we I mean, are about what it, happened to him. Yeah, it, it it was good. It's, it was a great closer, closer to her. She she needed Maybe to know what happened to him. Exactly, and she never had that closure or anything like that. All she has is her son and her daughters yeah. and stuff like that. Which but, you know, by the way, but I love I love how the I'm sorry about that. I just, no, no, no. I just. I just love the fact that they actually got kid actors to play the kids. Yeah, you have Ralph Malchio that played. Um, <laughs> <Will Wheaton. laughs> yeah, and Will Wheaton. That's that's just hilarious, dude. Like, and then also too, you actually have the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond playing the aunt, who the yeah. kids are actually just torturing her, and I and think just she's doing that to herself. <laughs> I love the scene with the bubbles, though. The scene with the bubbles made me laugh, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, dramatic and everything. Oh, yeah. Even the kids said that she's so dramatic. <laughs> Remember? Oh, why me? Why me? Why do I have to put up with them? And then the, one of the kids actually have an attitude with her. Oh, wow, <laughs> <And> wow. But yeah, this I like, I like that she that she told Miss Frisbee to get on to them, and Miss Frisbee's just like, just like, just give them that look, like, and just like, you know better than that. It's like, come on now, <laughs> you know that you're not supposed to be acting like this. But you know, also too, <laughs> also too, I love the heart that they have into this thing. They know that they're brother is dying of pneumonia and they're trying to make the best of it Man, and everything with it, it too. You see the emotion. They pulled it off so well, in my opinion. But they really kid, did. <laughs> because you, you see you see the youngest one, you know, pretty much not, you know, 
understanding everything that for she pretty much has a bit of a blank to her face that's more curiosity exactly that's something that i really liked about it to be honest with you um you know when the when the son when the oldest son was was feeling bad you see him rubbing her from his arm like this and the showing emotion there's a character right there because most of the time you see like someone you know seeing that type of emotion they would just just have that's a straight arm and just doing this well you can't that's see true. but <laughs> like this that's a character that's very true and you have so much depth and so much development into this story that you forget that they're actually mice until they start crawling around <laughs> Like, that oh, is very I'm true. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah. Seriously. But, you know, I just love it, though. The, uh, this story is such a classic. And then also, too, like I said before, with the National Institute of Mental Health, that's actually how we get the title of NIM for sure. Yeah. So I found that really cool that they actually decided to name this film after National Institute of Mental Health and then shorten it by saying NIM, which has this, mis- to me, whenever I first saw the title, it had this very mysterious kind of mystical type of feel to it. Uh, kind of like a fantasy type of story that I found fascinating. I remember seeing the VHS tape at my grandmother's house and everything. Right. So I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to check this out. This is this, there's some mystery to this. Nim, what does that actually mean? <laughs> and everything. So I went on ahead, popped it in. I'm just being entertained with this movie for the very first time watching it. And like I said, I haven't seen that mo- this movie since then. Then all of a sudden I saw it on YouTube. You can actually stream this on YouTube for free. But this movie is per- very well done. It brought up every single th- aspect that I remember from my childhood and things like that. But it brings out more, instead of the humor, it brought out more of the serious stuff though this time. And things like that mixed in with the humor because I actually because we're adults now, so therefore we can actually catch on to the whole entire aspect of what this movie's about and grab on to the little stuff like the mental health, you know, not mental health, yeah. but uh, you know, with everything yeah, else. Yeah, this you know movie really don't treat you, don't treat you like a like an like idiot. A idiot. You know exactly even a kid will pick up on, on certain elements on it. Right, and I know that we ended up talking about the National Institute of Mental Health, but the experiments boosted the rats' intelligence, enabling them to escape as well as extending their life uh, pans and slowing their aging process, which I found oh, fascinating yeah. with that. And then, however, yeah, it makes, you, makes you wonder how makes you wonder how how old all of them are because they never really specify how old they are. No, they really don't. To be honest with you, because, it makes. Because I think I think a rat and a mouse can live up to what maybe five, maybe five years, maybe five years. I think I can't really remember. Someone in the comment will probably get get it right for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I like that idea though that it's pretty much like they're young forever kind of thing, right? With the mentality. Nicodemus was was young was young when he escaped because you see him in. Right. In this, where he was young. Therefore, therefore, he was pretty much was. I would say, well, I know that uh, Justin and uh, what was his other's name, uh, the villain. Uh, 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 hold on, I can't remember his name now. We were just talking about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Jenner was his name. Yeah, Jenner. Yeah, Justin and Jenner were the, were the next generation of mice of, of men. So I'm wondering if the new generation is the ones that are smarter and the older ones like Nicodemus and everything are the ones before the experiments happen. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Because because what Miss Frisbee says said that she can read that she was taught how to read, but the kids can read a lot better. Right. And that's also their intelligence as well. Yeah. But part of that. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. That they um that they could actually read and stuff like that. Also, too, I liked how the farmer was gonna go on ahead, get up one morning and try to do the plowing that that very day. <laughs> the next day and then they winded up uh i think it was the ant that winds up pulling um the gas and everything else from underneath the tractor yeah it was it was because miss frisbee jumped on it to the tractor and she was and she was doing everything she can to to save her life because that's right but also too i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself but <laughs> Um, but still, it was a great moment. I thought it was funny. I just felt like I needed to talk about it. But, you know, then, of course, you know, um, in need of human technology, they need humans. Here's another thing. They actually need human technology to survive, which they have accomplished only by stealing, like you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> the rats have eventually settled on the decision to leave the farm and live independently in an area they refer to as Thorn Valley. Nicodemus yeah. gives Bresby an amulet and tells her, it will awaken when the wear is courageous. And I yeah. love the amulet, to be honest with you. The amulet yeah, is was, beautiful. It was beautiful design. I would like to buy something like that and just, and just wear it. <laughs> <laughs> wear it like, oh. And you'll be jumped like the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, him, like, I really love it, though. I mean, seeing it on a 4K TV actually enhances your experience with the film, especially if you haven't seen this film in so many years, like I have, and you don't realize how beautiful the amulet actually is until you actually see it again. Yeah. And the way that it shines on her, it's just awesome. And then when she gets it, and then her the responsibility of having the amulet, though, too, and everything, because don't forget, Jenner also wants the amulet. He wants anything that he sees. So now yeah. it's up to her to try and keep up with the amulet as well. So I definitely love the responsibility part of Mrs. Bresby having it. And also, too, her, her I think it was her husband also, too, who had had the amulet at one time. And yeah, everything, too. Was, uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, he had the amulet for a while, but he gave it to... Uh... To Nicodemus and Nicodemus, and he was told to, to give it to her when she's when she comes. Right. I think. I, <laughs> makes me want to um, have the book. Also, <laughs> right, because I actually have this because of the rats' relationship with Jonathan. They agree to help Bresby move her home, but first they need to drug Dragon to sleep <laughs> so that they can complete the move safely. Only Bresby yeah. can do this as the rats are too big to fit through the hole leading into the house. Jonathan killed. Jonathan was killed by the dragon in a previous attempt while Aegis uh, broke his leg in another. Yeah. Um, also, too, was, was captured by the By, by the damn the kid. <laughs> but another thing, though, too, that I want to mention is this. 
Um, there was also another thing too. Remember the other right hand man that Jenner has? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, we have to help her." No, we don't. We just have to go on ahead and play along with it until something winds up ha- until we can figure out a way to kill Nicodemus. Yeah, and uh, this, and not many people know didn't know about this, but this, but this is a obviously a little graphic children cartoon animated movie. Remember that? Oh, blood, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is definitely graphic, especially the way Nicodemus goes out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everything, which is I mean, very sad, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, th- then also, too, like you said before, sh- she winds up, she puts the drug into the cat's dish, <clears throat> but then Frisbrin's son, Billy, catches her. While trapped see, in the- I don't even think she got you near it. No, she didn't even got near it. She was about to get to it, but then the kid, kid got him. Got it. I mean, duh. <laughs> exactly. And you know, another thing too was I forgot Mrs. Brisby got caught and everything. But then also too, I didn't realize the bird, the cage was up in the ceiling area. <laughs> I'm like, I started thinking to myself, you would do that with birds. You wouldn't necessarily do that with with a mouse. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm that, like, was, that was interesting. But but it just like a. Just like any other kid back in the day, we were just when we catch something, we're like, "Ooh!" And we like, <laughs> cage. <laughs> exactly, and it's like, how is she going to escape this? You know, and especially her being up there so high. And then also, too, the way that they actually place the water outside yeah. of the cage, and then she has to go on ahead, duck underneath the the cage to get out where the actual water is and everything, and hold her breath to get out and squeeze her body through it. And everything, and you sure, can actually right. feel. To be honest with you, did you feel any kind of pain when she was doing that? Because I know I, I did. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it it was a very well done scene, because because Don Blue didn't you know had to do all that. All he had, he could have just like you know have her just squeeze through the, squeeze through the you know the cage or anything like that. And so you right. see see her pondering, you see her thinking, you see her go through multiple. Multiple obstacles in it, like when she cut her cut her wrist when she was trying to unlock the cage. Right, and then also too, she also hears a conversation between the farmer and everything, yeah. saying that they're going to destroy the rose bush where the rats are actually <laughs> staying at. Now the rats are actually in more danger than what Mrs. Brasby's in danger yeah. at. And then she's trying to hurry up and get out before they wind up, before the farmer winds up killing them because they're actually like, helping her. It's like the farmer reacting when they, when he's like, <laughs> it'd be for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was the eighties. Everything was free back then. Little, the good yeah, old days. <laughs> All that land. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll destroy the rose bush for you for free. <laughs> Right. But reminds me a little bit of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you see though, man, um, then also too, we also have that going on at the same time as the house is actually oh, yeah, when they're pulling the house out, remember? Oh yeah. And so as Mrs. Brisby so is get, getting freed. They're act- and then all of a sudden you see uh, Jenner, he whispers to his right-hand man again. He goes, okay, I need you to go ahead and cut 
um the rope as nick as nicodemus is underneath yeah uh, and so that way it looks like it's, it's an accident and then his right hand man is actually backing out yeah he was he was he was getting very scared and jenna was like there's no backing out now you're in this right you're in this now there's no backing out of it or anything like that so you have no choice but to do what we tell tell you to do yeah and i was like woo this is this is very graphic <laughs> but yeah. so <laughs> what winds up happening is this they wind up uh cutting the rope which causes the uh nicodemus to actually get killed underneath it then the way he dies is just horrific you don't even expect yeah. it you see a, then i like how the camera actually panels over to where it shows his lifeless body yeah and it gives you that emotional feel to him because even though he was only introduced for like a few minutes you have the emotional attachment to that character yeah. for that five minutes that you actually got to know nicodemus and you and you like feel the emotion with, with justin too he's just like Oh no! Ooh, <laughs> you like exactly. Because, exactly because Justin was like the first one in the scene. He was like, he was like digging in there to get to him. And then also too, then we at this time we actually Mrs. Resby. She goes on ahead. She runs up to Jenner. And then she's trying to tell him about the rose bush and everything. Oh, woman, you're just making it up and everything. Everything's fine. The rose bush is gonna be gonna be fine. Come on, everybody, we're going back home. And she's like, No, you need to listen to me. The rose bush is gonna be destroyed if you go back home. Everyone's gonna die. Yeah, and Jenna's like, That is enough. He's like, <laughs> pulled his sword out. He's like, going ballistic. I'm like. Man, he, he is so bipolar. <laughs> and in the words of Ron Jeremy, uh, not Ron Jeremy, but uh, from Anchorman, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, dude, this guy. <laughs> exactly. You just need to chillax, dude. You know, just listen to what Mrs. Presby has to say. And guess what? You could still have. All you could have done is maybe just push her down, but you just like. <laughs> 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 like huh? <laughs> And by the way, we do not, uh, you know what, that's actually um, domestic uh, d abuse that we don't, <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't associate with ourselves on the show. So just letting everybody know, but, you know, I, then after that, you actually have, then after that, you actually have the other mouse fighting against Jenner. Yeah, Justin. Uh, Justin, Justin ends up fighting against Jenner. Yeah. And, uh, and this thing. You know, for the time, for this time, this was a very well done sword fight for that time period because sword fighting in animation it was very hard to do. You don't really see that much. That's true. You don't really see a lot of sword yeah, fighting or anything like that. Remember, like in the Sleeping Beauty, you see the you see the prince would be fighting the goblins army. Right. All he does is do this. <laughs> to <laughs> be honest with you. Exactly. It makes it look like it's very stiff whenever he's trying to fight. But this one, but you know what though? And they actually figured it out. United Artists actually figured out how to make it not where it's very stiff when moving the sword or anything like that. It really feels more of like a smooth kind of style in the way that they actually did the animation yeah, style. You see blood in the on the blades and everything. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> you know what though? In today's time, it would be rated R for the blood. <laughs> <laughs> blood and blood and how violence. Is this, how is, this, this, 
if this movie would have come out today, it would have been PG thirteen or PG thirteen for sore. <laughs> True, PG thirteen definitely. But you know, I, then after that, after the battle with uh, Jenner and uh, Jenner and everything happens, then all of a sudden Mrs. Raspi's house starts sinking into the mud. Yeah. So then they actually have to try and get the house back out of the mud again and everything, and try and get everything back. Man, so, that was a very intense scene right there. You that think, was. You think you think that seeing the drag, seeing dragon, or getting captured, or or seeing Brutus? <laughs> I'm sorry, that scene, that scene, that scene, seeing Mr. Frisbee going, but that, that one, that one man is going to get us. He's like, <laughs> he's just like, oh, that's just Buddhist. <laughs> that's just Buddhist. It's okay. That, it happens all the time here. <laughs> it gets me all the time. I'm, <laughs> oh, Buddhist. Let's see. Bad gummit, Brutus. Auntie Shaw was like that one relative that you couldn't stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> that one and you you regret seeing at every Christmas. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. Oh. Then, then, like I said, then after that happens, uh, Brisby will, uh, to save her children, gives power to the amulet. Uh, which she uses to lift the house and move it safely. The next morning, the rats and Justin, as their new leader, have departed uh, for Thorn Valley. As Timothy begins to, to recover, Jeremy soon meets Mrs. Wright, another crow who is just as clumsy as he is, and he falls in love. <laughs> yeah, it was a happy ending for everybody. <laughs> Even for clumsy people like myself. But so there what is hope. About <laughs> What has Brutus been up to? <laughs> um, but yeah, then also too, I also like this other line that Jeremy says. Um, let's see. But she's not out there somewhere. And when I find her, I'll feel it way down in my wishbone. And then all of a sudden, uh, a what? Cat? <laughs> oh, man. Uh. But if you could actually relate to some of the characters in the movie and everything, who would could you say that you could relate to or who stands out? Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I am when someone comes to my house. I'll be like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Can you see I'm trying to watch my anime? <laughs> <laughs> it's those damn Buddhists again. <laughs> but, <laughs> <I'm Buddhist. laughs> but uh, for me, I'm gonna have to go with Jeremy because I'm clumsy. I'm also the type that, um, oh, you're pretty much <laughs> exactly. I panic over maybe the littlest thing sometimes too. Even though I know I could probably fight off a spider and everything, even though I hate spiders, but it's like the littlest thing for me. Stuff like that. So yeah, Jeremy is definitely the standout for me, uh, as far as the character that I can relate to. Yeah, Don DeLuise always plays plays a great character. Most definitely, and you know, you know, going back into the eighties and stuff like that, he played in All Dogs Go to Heaven, All Dogs Go to Heaven Two. He played in almost every single Don Bluth film there is. Yes, was, and if you guys don't know who Don DeLuise is, you guys need to go on ahead and check him out. 
he is a very comical actor for that time period. He's, yeah. And he played in some very good classic films, even animated films, like we mentioned, like All Dogs Go to Heaven. If you haven't seen All Dogs Go to Heaven or anything like that, go on and check that out because I think but you guys please, would actually enjoy please, it. Please, for the love of heaven, don't watch Troll in Central Park. <laughs> True. That that's don't watch that. No. If you do, you'll be going to the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be wishing for the devil to come inside you. Let's see here. Uh, I love when the kids put her in her place. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> then Jeremy is her favorite. Is Brandy's favorite too? But yeah. But what about Buddhist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's secondary character, you know. But <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm just stuck on. <laughs> I can't help myself. What about Buddhist? <laughs> So I want to actually, <laughs> what I wanted to ask you was this though. Uh, what have you been doing lately with your comic book writing and stuff too? That's another thing. Oh, um, right now I'm working on a project called uh, Quick and Night. That's, that's going to be a, a new series that's going to be coming <laughs> out. Right now well, we're working on a, well, I'm working on a script on that one right now. There's going to be a new uh We'll got a new issue of the Panther issue eleven pretty soon. Uh, we we working on Surprise Hawk issue issue nine, which is going to be a very fun fun issue for me because uh, we're going to have a have a great super villain team up this time around. Definitely, I I can't wait to actually check out some of your stuff. To be honest with you, uh, I've actually liked a lot of your stuff that you your content that you sent me in before and stuff like that. So you're I doing like a very it. good job for your comics. So I'm just letting you know that. Um, matter of fact, what I'll do is after the show, go ahead and send me in some of your stuff, your descriptions of where people can follow you at, so that uh, way people can click on the links and everything, so that way people can check you out. Oh, but. Cool. You're very welcome because I want I want people to actually check out your comics and stuff like that because Severe Comics is actually a great um, little nook that you have. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you. That means a lot because that hit that hits me right here or on my good forehead. Your forehead. <laughs> just a tiny forehead, right? <laughs> But yeah, um, another thing too that I'm gonna ma I'm making a couple of announcements real quick too is this. Next month is our mental, uh, our our whole entire deal going into mental health and stuff like that too. So with that being said, we're gonna do movies like What About Bob. We're gonna do, um, we're also gonna do some other stuff like Goodwill Hunting. We're gonna do uh, reviews for uh, what's the other movie I'm thinking of with Tom Cruise, the, with the oh. casino. I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Rayman. We're gonna be doing Rayman. Yeah, Rayman. We're gonna yeah, do a yeah, new one, Rayman. I do. So, I do with with my recommendation. I I would go with. You should check out uh, what was it called? Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter is pretty good. About, yeah, I'll check that one. About, about, sure. about it's a it's a good story about mental health on that one too. Okay. Thank you. I'll definitely check that out. We're also doing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which had Nicholson as well. So we have a lot of stuff in store for you at Movie Lovers United and stuff like that for next month. We're also doing Marvel May. So we're also going to be reviewing some Marvel movies as well. So you guys can check that out too whenever you guys can. 
Um, another thing too is guys going ahead and I'm going to let Quinton go in and tell you where he can uh, be followed at and all that other good stuff. I'm. <laughs> I was off guard. It's the Buddhist again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Buddhist. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on on Civil Comics on Facebook, or you can visit my website www.civilcomics.com. All you, all my comments are. You can read all my comments for one dollar a month. Famous all comic books you can read um, with, with many more content to come. All right. And guys, you guys can go on and follow me at Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite on Facebook and also on, on Instagram as well and on Pinterest underneath the same name. Also, too, go on ahead, hit that like button, hit that share, share button as well. Also, too, if you guys want to donate a couple of dollars towards me, how do you do that? Just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate 5 to $10 there. This is just to keep the lights on here at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing, too, is if you want to go on ahead and give me an email or anything like that, go ahead and uh, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. You guys can also count, um, wind up checking me out at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time on Mount Schmodown, part of uh, Schmoes of the North YouTube channel over there on Saturdays. And then also, too, you guys can go on ahead and get a audio only podcast episode where you guys get your podcasts from and then of course follow me on movie lovers unit over there on twitter on stereo underneath the same name of movie lovers unit over there and that's all the places that you can reach me at always until next time guys it's been real it's been fun it's been a pleasure thank you again quentin for coming on the show to review this movie i had a blast doing it can't wait to have you again and always until next time guys bye-bye see ya Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.